Blog well, normally. Wow. Well, normally I have some audio playing, but we're going to get that fixed. You're in for an exciting show today. This is Crouch Man, and what in the world is going on in the real estate market? And uh, some some out there about there's a shift going on, and and the market is hot. But some of our real estate agents aren't really feeling this this increased commission. Brokerages out there are struggling just a little bit, and agents are sort of wondering what they should do with their business. And we're fortunate today, from a real estate side of things, to have SB Home Solutions, Alex Fajardo, with us to talk a little bit about what he is seeing in the Phoenix metro area and also uh, what's going on uh, nationwide as he's an expansion team member. So, uh, Alex, are you with us this morning? I am. How's it going, Scott? Uh, awesome. I'm doing super fantastic. Um, you know, uh, you and thanks. I had this conversation yeah, for having off me on. the record. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Uh, you and I had a conversation a couple of days ago when we were uh, off the record talking about what the market feels like. And, and you have a team. You guys are still doing a lot of real estate business right now. What are you seeing and feeling out there uh, in the market here in Phoenix Metro? Well, yeah, kind of like we were talking about, um, you know, it, it's really funny because it's blatantly still a, you know, a seller's market out there. And, and that's, you know, just strictly based on the numbers and, and the inventory out there. But, um, you know, just lately, exactly just across the board with other people in the industry, whether that's on the real estate side, the mortgage side, you know, people seem to be feeling a little bit of pressure, um, you know, not pressure in, in performance possibly. Right. And, and getting deals done and, um, even finding the business. So while there, I guess while there's an l- illusion, you know, that it's still a very hot market, um, I think it's just a hot market from an inventory standpoint. But just this last week alone, I was noting that, you know, here in Metro Phoenix, like our active sales um, went up like 3,000 units in the last month, month and a half from like 13,000 to 16,000. So, you know, what that tells me is, okay, we were hanging out at 13,000 for month after month after month. And then, you know, something slowed down along the way to allow that to grow enough to, you know, to 3,000 additional active units. So when you say 3,000 active units, are you liking that? Does that feel good in your market? Um, I think we need the replenishment, right? I think we need the options for our clients who are out there buying and, and looking around. Um, you know, there was definitely a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, unfortunate situations where, you know, you could tell that people may not be getting, you know, four or five out of their top five, for example, right. If they had their, their want list and, you know, having to make some sacrifices, you know, on, on choosing a home because of a lack of inventory. And even if the perfect home did show up, you know, now you're going up against multiple offers. While those multiple offers offers are still happening, um, I think it's good. Yes, you know, seeing that the active inventory is going up because what we hope is that should translate, you know, to more options for for our buyer clients at least. You know, one of the things that I noticed is the market seems to be, uh, for lack of a better word, being 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 eaten. Right. So in other words, the inventory is being taken. But we also see a lot of that taken, if you will, a lot of this buying activity from investment companies and investment firms, which are actually holding these properties. And what's your take on this? I mean, they're 
buying an inventory, but they're not flipping it around. So it's kind of creating an interesting landscape out there. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I, I think it was, you know, to lead this conversation, I mean, there was definitely an interesting stat that Zillow put out, um, I think it was about a year or two ago, where they said, you know, by 2020, like nationwide, you know, 70% of households will be renters and only 30% will own. And it's this last, um, since the begin, you know, the end of last year, beginning of this year, at least here in the Phoenix market, we've definitely seen these companies, um, you know, come in and, and we have half of the companies who are picking up a ton of property, but they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, in their minds alleviating the process by, you know, help, you know, getting it off the sellers and then, you know, they're sprucing them up and then putting them back on the market. So, you know, we're seeing those properties again, but at higher values, you know, and that's probably helped, you know, um, what's continued our growth here in Phoenix, you know, that 7% trend a year. And, um, but then there's also other companies that are coming in and, um, I believe there was even one company, you know, at the end of between fourth quarter and first quarter of this year, uh, fourth quarter of last year and first quarter of this year who, you know, I believe they ended up picking up, um, well over, I believe it was like 600 homes in that short time frame. And, wow. Wow. Uh, again, I can't, I can't verify it. You know, I'm not saying I know for a fact, but it's been said that nothing's happened with those properties, right? They're, they're, they're not being rented out. They're not being put back on the market to flip or anything. So, you know, and that's, that's huge, right? Uh, 600 homes is a lot in that short time frame for just one person to eat, you know, eat up as, as to quote you. Well, it, it, it almost sounds like the old days of shadow inventory that the, the banks would used to have and kind of this all sense of security that the market is moving, but, but not through the real estate agents or, in fact, oftentimes not through the mortgage industry, right, because they're paying cash for these things. Right. So if you're getting into the yeah, real estate and... business today, Alex, if you're jumping into the business today, what do you tell – Tell somebody that's uh, going to start embarking on their real estate career. What would you tell them today? You know, more important. Uh, the good thing is that um, I think when we when we look at it, the industry as a whole, you know, that's where people are feeling the pressure that maybe businesses sitting out a little bit. You know, regardless of what side of the ball you're on, on you know whether that's mortgages or, or the real estate side. Um, but if somebody's getting into the business now you know, they just got to stick with the, you know, tried and true systems, you know, like they need to uh, start building relationships and cultivating their database, right? Uh, somebody getting into it now, they need, uh, anybody in any business needs to build cheerleaders in their business. And when you start doing it at a bigger and bigger and bigger level, now you have to start growing your database and and, you know, hence all the marketing that you hear goes on in our industry, you know, whether that's Facebook or, you know, buying leads from third-party companies. Um, you know, so somebody getting into it right now, um, you know, they need to start building the habits immediately of, of cultivating their database and the people that they already, who already know them as, as people and that would trust them already as it is with even with them being new to the business. I love it. Um, that's some great advice. Uh, I think we have Ricky Camus with Amerifirst online as well. Let me see if we can grab him and get some mortgage perspective, okay? Sounds great. Ricky Camus with Amerifirst, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? Hey, awesome. 
Awesome. Hey, we just had a great conversation with Stonebridge uh, or SB Solutions on what's going on in the real estate market. And, you know, the question is, is the shift on? Is there a shift happening? And from a mortgage perspective, what do you see happening from your side? that the consumers need to look out for and then what the agent needs to look for? Yeah, so that's actually, um, this is a timely phone call. Um, I just got off of my coaching call with, uh, you know, a guy that does about $100 million in business in Texas. And this is, so it's not just relative to our market. This is a national thing right now. And, you know, when you have this big a swing in rates inside of about an eight-day period, you know, it, uh, it gets people to do one of two things. Number one, they finally kick into gear and they realize I better buy now so I don't lose another half a point of rate. Or number two, it causes paralysis and they think, oh, I'll just wait for the rate to come back. And what they end up finding out is that the rate doesn't come back and they lose a half a point anyway. And now the house that they were looking at went up 20000 So wow. with where we're at, in the market, you know, for actual loans, it's critical that they get in and find something and buy before the end of the year. Use the word critical. I mean, that, that gives a sense of urgency that, that a shift is upon us. It's, it's here. It's happening. And it usually happens when rates tick up. And rates tick up, it slows the buying, you know, the buying process, which means inventory ticks up. When inventory ticks up, buyers have more choices. When buyers have more choices, sellers have less choices. Well, you've got some wonderful insights. Uh, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but what do you see the rates potentially doing by the end of the year, which which kind of lends you to say, hey, uh, if you're in a home buying process, uh, get your loan secured now. What do you what do you think rates might do by the end of the year? I'm not going to hold you to it. So, yeah, yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> uh, if I could say that, and I actually, if I could, if I could pick that top, I would be on a beach in St. Martin grilling hot dogs for a living. So uh, there you um, since I have no crystal ball, I'm going to give you my best educated guess based on what's going on global uh, economically. Um, you know, China has agreed to come back to the, the talk for trade, which if you, if you follow the global economics and this, this trade deal going on between the U.S. and China, you know, threatening China to tax their imports and them threatening us to tax ours causes inflation. Inflation is a direct enemy of the bond market because that bond that you bought five, ten years ago isn't buying the same amount of product that it was then. So as that happens, the bond market ticks up. When that happens, rates go up. When rates go up, you have less than you can spend on a house every month because you're bound by debt-to-income rules. And you know, nobody wants to put somebody in a house that they can't afford. You know, I freak out when somebody's at a 52 back end. You know, I'm looking at what their plan is, what their exit strategy is, you know, to get out of that 52% back end debt ratio. 
and they're going to literally be in that position. They might be at a 45 or 44 now, but for that same exact house, same house, could be a 52, 54 back end in, say, six months. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that is significant. Well, we're hearing uh, from from Alex at SV Home Solutions, stick to the basics. Lead generate. Cultivate your your database. Uh, what advice do you give to the realtors out there uh, that are in this, this market, Ricky? Yeah, so it, I I talk to pillars of business, right? So one of the best pillars of business, and which will always be one of the best pillars, is working your referral base and having a strong database of people referring you business. And how do you how do you know if someone has the ability to refer you business? Well, number one, maybe they're um, they're someone who socially they they just have lots of different groups of people they hang out with. So that could be somebody in your group. Um, they're a manager. They're an HR rep. They're in some type of profession where they're talking to other professionals, like CPAs, financial planners, um, and attorneys. And having that database so deep and having it to where you know their kids' birthdays and hobbies and they know you know that, those are the people that are going to refer you the most. And what I find is a lot of salespeople, and this is in any industry, not just real estate people, but anyone in sales, they they start getting some business, right? They start getting some referrals coming in. And they're closing three, four, five deals a month, and they, you know, all of a sudden they've made it. So they stop doing the things that got them the three, four, five transactions a month. They start kicking back in the office. They start telling, you know, a $10 an hour employee to do their HLAs, which are your high leverage activities. And they're trying to procrastinate on the pain points which got them to the success that they were at. I tell you what, Ricky, you hit the nail on the head. Both you and Alex are saying get back to the basics, stick to the fundamentals, work your referral base, work your sphere of influence, and most of all, have a sense of urgency in this fourth quarter because if you don't pay attention to this quarter, 2019 could be very disastrous. Thank you guys both very much. This is Crash Wednesday. Make it a great day. It's truly up to you. Hey, are you guys still there? Hello? Yes. Hey, Alex, are you there? I am, yeah. Alex? I don't know. That's, yes. I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. I'm going to – I'll edit it up. Uh, I think that went out live. So I'll, I was – could you hear me when Ricky was on, when I said about you saying something? Did you could you hear Ricky talking and me talking? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was on the whole time. Mhm. And could you talk? I couldn't tell on this dashboard if you could talk as well. And that's what I was kind of like going I was going to try to drive you in to see have you both talking, you know what I mean? As a sample. <laughs> of course I did all this in like I, I, yeah, so. I don't know the answer to that question, you know, so Yeah. But, but I guess what I guess my question was when 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 Ricky was talking. Could you talk? That was my question. You know, and I, I was hoping to hear you. I couldn't tell. I saw your number on this little dashboard, like you are now, but I couldn't tell. So, 
Uh, anyway, well, thank you, man. Right. We'll do, I'm going to do some more of these things. Don't worry. You sound so excited. You sound, I mean, what? You sound like, yes, I can do it. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you went into your, uh, are you sure you want to end this episode? 